Hi, ho, gamers, game hymns, and game thems. How you doing? This week on our plate, with Spider Man 2 only days away and reviews dropping in less than 24 hours, we give our Metacritic slash Open Critic predictions. Against all odds and with a lot of money, Microsoft finally secured the Activision. Will this make them the king in the industry? Or will they still? Be stuck in the blizzard of first place, third place, not first place. I know, I know, Jordan would love that, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't work for those fuckers. I'm here for a good deal. I'm here for a good deal. <laughs> now nah, you're right. You're right. Uh, and then on the other side of the fence, the long rumored PlayStation Five Slim has finally been announced, and it will come with even more accessories. Are you ready? Are you ready? And then looking into our Press X crystal ball, is there a future where Disney could appear at Summer Games Fest? All this and more on Season 7, Episode 40 of Press X Star Gamers Digest. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, a.k.a. A.k.a. My hero hours are 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. After that, you better watch out. I'm coming for you. Batman style. I am joined by... I am Sean M.F. Ross. What does the M.F. stand for? That video is wrinkly. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) A.k.a. Daddy Warbucks. Oh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This man got this man loaded. Nah, not really. But I just found out like my HSA card got like fifteen hundred dollars on it. So, you know, no, I'm over here shopping for luxury glasses. I would have (laughs) never even looked at a day in my life. But I'm like, you know, got a job with benefits now. Let me use use this money for it. I take it back or something, you know. Sean roll up to his uh <laughs> to his uh doctor's office. I want all the drugs. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at Gucci and Versace, Versace glasses. That would have never, <laughs> never oh, in a man. day. That's how you do it, man. It's that uh, turn. They're gonna see oh, me on the next man. video. I don't even wear glasses on the video. The next time <laughs> you just see me, you know, just turn away. Oh no, shit. Is that Prada? <laughs> hey, man, you know. All right. And then that other voice we have on this cast. Uh, Who's Jordan, aka JX Spot. Super in great, great mood. Great mood mm-hmm. outside of everything. Just, just feeling This man's great glowing right now. Right now. Um, AKA the first Starborn. Mm-hmm. Oh, the first Starborn. Okay. The first Starborn. I guess we'll get into that. All right. Now you know who we are. Press X Star Gamers Digest is a video podcasting and us the most important gaming news from this past week into an hour-long meal just for you. We are live on YouTube every Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We nailed it. Don't forget, you can support us by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, and the notification bell. If you are listening, we greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast service you are currently tuned in on. And if you want, you can join our conversations by joining our Discord at pressx2start.com slash Discord. With that out the way, let us jump into the gaming news. Let's do it. All right, number one. 
as I said at the start of this thing, Marvel's Spider-Man 2 is just less than 24 hours before their review embargo drops. Mm. And this is supposed to be another one of them heavy hitters, another one of them potential Game of the Year candidates. Um, I'm going to go under the assumption that we are all going to be picking this game up. It, it drops October 20th, so next Friday or something. Thursday. Yep. Yeah. Yes? Sean? Um, <laughs> I hope it gets like a 60-something. We're not there yet. My, oh, the question okay. was, you're, you're, you're getting the game, right? No. Oh, all right. That's a lie. That's a bullface well, lie. That's going to be an awkward conversation between me and you. <laughs> what else is, is these past six months? I'm on a PS5, too. Come on. You know why we're here. I'm waiting for Halo Infinite to arrive on my PlayStation. On your PlayStation? Give it about another 10 years when uh, Microsoft looks at Sony to purchase them. <laughs> Or Apple. Mm. Or Apple. Mm. Mm. So yeah, yes, we're we're all gonna get Spider Man too. Mm-hmm. So as Sean, DJ is gonna pre-order it on October nineteenth, eleven fifty nine. Like, a... <laughs> I thought this was a safe space for us to talk about video games. I don't know why I'm being attacked. No safe so early. spaces around me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that might happen. I, I might, I might be pre-ordering this game on October nineteenth at. Like eleven fifty. We'll see. We'll see. I it is Spider Man two, and I must respect that game. So I might pre order it like on the eighteenth. We'll see. But yes, I hope, Sean. I hope there's an internet outage around your area. <laughs> and Why would you be so mean? <laughs> Why? You gotta use your hotspot data to download the game or something. I don't know. <laughs> hey, I'll take that L. I'll take that L. I'm okay with it. <laughs> All right. Yes. Okay. Sean, hmm? what is your thoughts? What is your predictions for Spider-Man 2? We'll do, we'll do the uh, open critic, the, the Metacritic, and then IGN's special review score because they've been on a tear recently. <laughs> IGN, okay, open critic, Metacritic. I'm hoping that it gets like a 60-something. Just because uh, it's not on my fantasy critic list, all so right, all right. No, I'm gonna be a okay. hater. Out, out, outside of that, for real, <laughs> what do you think it's going to get? Not this fucking bullshit. And no one counterpicked it. Number one, no one was. I just don't want nobody else to get points. <laughs> hate, 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 hate. Um, nah, it, it's gonna get high eighties on a uh, Metacritic. I don't remember what the last one got, but um, the last one I, got an eighty-seven. Got the last one got an eighty-eight. I don't see it. I I mean, I'm seeing earlier views saying this is better than um, Arkham City, which, to be honest, I, I would hope so. It's it's that game is over a decade old at this point, and mm-hmm. if they've improved on the last two, and I haven't seen Insomniac miss uh, no, ever since I've been on the bottle, you know. Um, this is going to be a high 80s. Uh, I'd say like 89. It's going to be kissing 90. I doubt it's going to be lower than the last one unless it's just something drags on too long or there's like some weird glitch that they just didn't catch, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, now, IGN, or, or are we doing both scores per person? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Just give yourself. IGN is, is going to go one of two ways. It's going to be a 10 and they're going to fall in line with everybody else, a 9, 10. 
or they're going to try to generate some clicks and get that bad boy to six or seven. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, man. All right. Uh, Jordan? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm giving it a range between an 88 and a 91. Um, okay. Like, it, you know, like, it's, it's rare for a game to go up in Metacritic or Open Critic score. Like, usually as you add more values to it, as you add more um, reviews to it, Mm -hmm. um the average can draw in a certain direction unless it's like i don't know i don't know how the algorithms are but um like their their equations are in those systems but like it takes a lot of nines in a row to bring something up a point um but only one you know eight or even seven to bring it down too, or like one one point which is like how sensitive it is to negative scores but in terms of open quit i give it a, um, a range between 88 and 91 Probably starting in the nineties and then going down to the high eighties, <clears throat> like eighty nine, like as Sean said. Uh, like Miles Morales got an eighty five open critic score, mm-hmm. um, with a nine out of ten from IGN. Um, mm-hmm. while the original Spider Man got an eight point three out of ten from IGN, but had a higher open critic score of eighty eight. So that's the yeah. range here, and it will be a game of the year contender. Will be the strongest game of the year contender. We know that you know Baldur's Gate. Is still in the room and fucking Zelda's still in the room. Um, but similar to 2018, even though 2018 had less bangers than, than 2023, um, it will be on the list. We will see it in the orchestrated background for Jeff Keighley's, you know, um, um, video game awards. And yeah, it's going to get a nomination at the very least. Winning? Probably not. I don't, based on the gameplay we've seen so far, and this is what I said in the beginning, like, seeing that's gonna what's going to like i'm not trying to see a, a total evolution in gameplay mm-hmm. but i am seeing a times twoing of a great thing like yeah. i like me yeah. so i like me some dried squid so you give me two two packets <laughs> of dried squid i'm just as happy but it's still dried squid if that makes sense like this is still a better yeah. condition but yeah. i'm still getting some of the same that I already gotten perfectly executed great yeah. gameplay <laughs> and yeah no it's, it's gonna be a great game yeah, I. It's literally two Spider Man. My prediction is: I think that this game is going to get a solid ninety on Open Critic because I think you know from us watching or paying attention to Open Critic versus Metacritic, usually the Open Critic scores are like a point or two higher. Mm-hmm. So I think. On open credit is going to be 90 and then on metacritic might be like 88 and then generally speaking as jordan was saying like that that initial score tends to drop a point or two like you know once all the reviews come in but there are some cases where it has gone up a point too mm-hmm. so it's possible that you know at the end of the day this spider-man 2 could like stay at that 90 with that point down point up kind of thing but I think with the things that we've seen of this, the idea that, you know, this is essentially the third in a trilogy. And at mm-hmm. this point, Insomniac has pretty much nailed on the formula. They know what they want to do. They have the ability to essentially go big with the whole Venom and the idea that, you know, it's possible one of these characters could die. So, like, there's a lot that they could play with to really change up that formula. But at the end of the day, like, unfortunately, 
you always have to, especially a game like this, like where it is open world, you have to compete with that story versus the open world. So, you know, I mm-hmm. think either I think uh, the original Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man, I think that got dinged with the open world aspects in that game. So it's yeah, just like, like one yeah, one's through like, the uh, same type of engagement. You know? Exactly, exactly. So I feel like you know they have potential to really refine that stuff and make it feel better even though they did show like oh well the map is two times bigger and for me i'm just like ah oh, the first right. one was kind of big already yeah exactly yeah, no, it was yeah. impressive it was an impressive yeah. map and well we saw like they are kind of times to in your method of transportation mm-hmm. literally having wings and launching yourself way further than you would have in right. um, in 2018 but right. i will say this please insomniac no stealth sequences. Oh god, yeah. I, I, I think Marcus kind of liked them. I, I, I was pushed back upon when we were reviewing this in 2018, saying how much that took us out of why the fuck we were there. Mm-hmm. As much as I respect Mary Jane as a character, as much as I respect powerless Miles Morales as a character, <laughs> motherfuckers could have told me without yee ass haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we're talking 2018, like a PS4 before the Redux. Um, and they had like, shape up. that those sequences, I'm like Mary Jane. You could have told me this in a text. You could have told <laughs> me that you snuck around that museum, and I'm here to knock out those people. I don't need yeah. to experience it. That yeah. was annoying. That was so fucking. And you didn't see that shit in the DLCs. And that's DLCs, true. That's true. yeah, that's true. I, I do not remember any of those. They, they, I, I think they took those out. Even uh, mm-hmm. Miles Morales, there were no cell sequences. Thank God. Yeah. I definitely think that was their attempt at like, oh, we're gonna introduce this surprise change in gameplay, and mm-hmm. it just didn't that work out to their liking, or to anyone's liking, really. I just uh, asked well, you to change uh, the oil in my car, not fucking put a spoiler <laughs> on it. The hell is this? I have a decal on the side of my damn car. <laughs> it was fine. Coming in. Chase. So yeah, uh, I mean that's pretty much where we are. Um, again, these reviews are dropping less than twenty four hours. It's kind of an exciting time for the Spider-Man mm-hmm. fans and you know, for anyone who generally just wants a good story-based game where you get to play as the Spider-Duo. Maybe yeah. Trio? Spider-Man. Maybe? Yeah. We'll see. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, so I'm, I'm totally interested to see what's going to happen with this game. So yeah, that's that. Number two. Oh, wait. Let me, uh, let me switch back to us. Okay. Sony's new PS5 with a removable disk drive launches in November from The Verge by way of who is this from? Tom Warren. All right. So, actually, I do have a video of this as well. So, all right. Um, there was rumors that we talked about with the PS5. Oh, well, I crashed. That's unfortunate. All right. Uh, so, yeah, there was rumors that we talked about with this PS5 Slim thing happening. Uh, I think there was screenshots. We didn't show the screenshots because we weren't sure if it was accurate. And we also didn't want Sony to attack our little um, YouTube hmm. channel. Our little like, uh, Yeah, like Rockstar did with their GTA 6 stuff. Anyways, now we have final, we have actual confirmation from PlayStation. The new models will cost 
for the disk drive version. Included. And yes, included. And then for a digital version, it's going to be 450 essentially. And these are going to replace the current models on the shelves. So if you don't have a PS5, get your PS5 now before this before they get replaced with these, I guess. I mean, anyways, yeah. Uh, beyond that, these are going to have one terabyte internal storage, mm -hmm. which in actuality is about... 825 what? gigs. No, but I think the current models have 825 gigs. Oh, they did their expanding? Because like, yeah. it's, it's, it's one terabyte advertised on it, but there's like yeah. formatting stuff and... Exactly. I mean, that's the case system. for most hard drives, period. Yeah. There is unusable space, but yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> we're we're actually going to be able to use that uh I guess full terabyte gigabyte. Yeah, the full terabyte essentially. Which so which they, is, they put a bigger hard cool. drive in there, it's probably like a one point whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. So uh, beyond that, if you purchase the base PS5 Digital Edition, you can add the Blu-ray disc drive mm -hmm. at a later date, as Sony is selling it separately for $80. Mm -hmm. <laughs> On top of that, every picture you see of this slim, every picture you see of the PlayStation 5, it is always standing vertically. To get this vertical stand, it will cost you another $30. Period. You, you should you should have added that, but wait, there's more. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and then just a, a little detail to the actual slim uh, new model. Now uh, there are four separate cover panels with the top portion in a glossy look, while the bottom remains in matte. Hmm. So that's the details for this thing of a console. I. I don't know where I'm at in terms of if I like the look of this better than the original PS5. I think you guys remember I went on record by saying PS5 just looks atrocious. Yeah, and you're yeah. wrong a lot of times too. So I mean, <laughs> the PS5 that. BBL. When have I been wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Every day of your life. <laughs> um, I mean, like, saying, with, with with price increases. Okay, I see. Mm -hmm. So getting some more space and storage. But recently, in, in the past, with the PS Pro and Xbox Series X, there was an improvement in power. And mm -hmm. I'm not reading that here. No. Um, I mean, they never announced it. I know, but they're, they're, but they're not giving it to us. I mean, like, okay, so, like, if this was at so a... This is a slim and not a pro. Right, I know. This is, yeah, this is more, just a refinement more, of the PS5. Right, but, like, there's still, like, the digital PS5, which is, what, 339 right? $400? 399 yeah. 399 and I'm just, I'm just trying to, like, understand why. Why I mean, it's 450 here? Yeah. Because it's, I mean, it's modular. It's, okay. I was cool. going to say because Sony wants and needs money. Okay, so, well, that would make sense yeah. too. But I'm just saying, it's like I would have just held off this type of version or just like this new refangled model for the PS Pro, you know, or like make it more exciting. Because this, I mean, it, we know the PS4 is about to go out. A lot of people that announced this called it. We know the PS4, I said the PS5 Pro is coming mm -hmm. out next year. I would yeah. not, in good conscience, like, oh, should I buy this? You know, Jordan San. I'm like, well, no. 
You shouldn't. I think. I mean, this is for the people who don't want the PS5 Pro. There are a bunch of people who still bought a base PS4, PS4 Slim after the PS4 Pro came out, or the Xbox. Fucking Christ, Xbox One X. Uh, you know, I had to think about it. I mean, like, so, so, so the PS, the PS5 Pro is gonna be six hundred dollars. It is possible. Mm. Yeah, I, I definitely think that the PS5 Pro the will probably be six hundred because I, I think, well, actually, it could it could be a thing where it is five fifty to six hundred, where six hundred mm, okay. is with the disc, five fifty is without the digital version. I think, I think, do we need this? No. Do we need what the slim? The, this no, yeah, this version of the slim. No, I, I think the reason why this exists is is specifically they are testing the waters of the this console drive. Yeah, the yeah, I, I think I mean, that it's is more, the key it's more accessories. It's just what PlayStation does. Like we that we too. Have this that giant too. Video of all five new accessories we're getting this fall. That's also a problem. That's also I said a problem at first. I'm gonna say it's a problem. But like I think if you look at it, and also mm-hmm. okay, if you run the numbers. Yeah. 450 for a digital console. Mm-hmm. Say two months down the line, you actually want to have some add digital or some physical games. You add yeah. the disk drive, that's $80. So you're end up spending $530 mm-hmm. on a console that you could have spent just $500 on. But so, also, you need a vertical stand, DJ. You got to have a vertical stand. You don't need a vertical stand. I know you it. don't need a vertical stand, but <laughs> I remember with the PS5, we had a stand come with it. And now that's true. That's it. true. It came and in. The it box. is. Like it's one of those things where like they are separating these pieces out to mm-hmm. essentially charge more, charge the consumer more in the future. But it's it's just whole modular design that it's you know some people ask for. They they want something like this to happen that way they can choose what they want and yeah. basically don't have to pay for the stuff that they want. They don't want, I, which I, is I a good idea. What? When when I upgrade to the PS5 Pro, that'll be a total update to my whole. Why would you do that when you play your games mainly on the Xbox? Because like there's only two or three PS5 games like Spider Man or God of War that I actually like, and I want to like I have to buy that. Why would you get a Pro? (laughs) Yeah, if there are only two or three. Yeah, well, you know what, listeners, he's just telling us he got it like that. That's that. Well, I mean, like, like I'm just saying, you upgrade your office when you need to. So by the time the PS5 Pro comes out, that would have been four years removed since I, you know, most like usually flat screen televisions last about, you know, two or three years before. What? Yes. Because 8K is about to come out. 8K is about to be a thing. Like, why would I buy a PS5 Pro and Jordan, not have where, where do we Where do we submit our grant applications? I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> When it, it, it would be silly if I find out that y'all, I mean, if so, like we and it was advertised on the re, original PS5 that it was going to be mm-hmm. AK, which was false advertising. Number one, this next one's going to mm-hmm. play games in AK. People that buy the PS5 Pro without an AK, uh, an AK television are in fact wasting money. That there doesn't are people make sense. who bought the PS5 Five or PS4 with, with, with 1080p television, so like yeah. they're not <clears throat> like. What I when I what I'm saying is the only reason why I would buy a PS5 Pro is mm-hmm. if I was going to upgrade my whole setup. Without like if if the PS5 Pro mm-hmm. was 8K, 
um, AK uh, formatted, but AK television is like $5,000. That doesn't make sense for consumers. I would still wait. So I wonder if Sony does, in fact, um, sell their PS5 Pro at the price of $600 while the technology of AK is still out of reach. How many people would truly engage in that? Because I like I I don't even see Xbox going into the AK conversation. PlayStation's going into that very hard. Yeah, I mean I think there's like only one game that did. I don't little bullshit game. I honestly <laughs> think the whole run to AK thing was a mistake on Sony's end, and I don't I don't think they're going to market the PS5 Pro like as like an 8K thing. I, I think they're going to go like this has two terabytes of space. Well, a hundred dollar extra markup on more terabyte space, but you, you, you like, like they, you can. But that's get, not it, though. That's not it. They could say that they, they, say, they could say that they run the games faster. It I, does I didn't even think better, of that better. So, like, it. I, I think, and it's another thing. Like, yeah, you could buy an external like uh, hard drive, but if you can just buy the console. Well, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just truly interested. I mean, like, seeing, seeing this, this console that just come out is a stopgap between some type of experimentation, which a lot of these mm-hmm. hardware companies companies do. What more is the PS5 Pro going to deliver for that potential $600 markup? And I'll just explain the whole universe of shit associated with these consoles, be it the sound system, be it the picture, the picture output, all that people would take into consider. Because if I hear someone buying a $600 console and not really utilize, like not getting the most out of that $600 purchase, that's baffling to me. I'm like, you might as well That's speak true. The PS5. Speaking of audio, we also have to remember that Sony bought that audio company. I don't remember their name. Audis. There you go. Yeah. So the there luxury. could be, yeah, there could be like Testing better integration people. with that. Like they have potential of marketing the PS5 Pro, like, you know, whatever direction they yeah, want. High end users. And I, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think like, you know, at the end of the day, that's who this is going to be for. It's going to be for the people who have played their PS5s religiously and they want mm-hmm. more power from it or more storage without buying an external drive. Like myself, actually, because I haven't had an external drive and I, I need one I right you. now because these games are crazy, specifically Call of Duty. Expect a note on your door next business day. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, I'm not playing. I, I often leave notes on DJ's front door. This is true. This is true. That's why I didn't deny that. <laughs> All right, number three, Microsoft closes. This says 69, but I'm going to say $68.7 billion Activision deal. Activision Blizzard King deal. Overcoming regulators' objections. This comes from the New York Times. I mean... Jordan, how much we, how much of this you want to actually read? And we can just actually actually I just I just read the header, you know, the mega okay. deal could strengthen Microsoft standing in the video game industry after a year and a half of negotiations with regulators around the world. This included the CMA, FTC, and you know um European um European Commission, the EU Commission. Mm-hmm. So yes. As he said, the the CMA is okay with Microsoft selling their um what uh cloud streaming rights over to ubisoft yeah and with that they said this is good to go so now it is official that microsoft owns activision blizzard king 
Sean, how do you feel about this? <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> um, I know, I know. Uh, Jordan may feel like I'm an Xbox hater. No, you're fine. But I mean, I, I had an Xbox 360 that I played daily. You know, back in the day. Um, consolidation of companies uh mm. i'm not i'm not sure i'm on the fence about this one um it just feels make sure logic let's let this let's keep the logic going here you know like I do, I, there's a lot of feels but let's let's keep it in the realm <laughs> i get you I, if, I know it feels like to... they're just throwing their money around to buy their way into <laughs> second or first place they didn't uh there you go utilize their Homegrown talent very well. They rested their laurels on three to four uh, franchises for the past three to four generations. And uh, now to play catch up, they got to spend what is the largest amount of money spent on a video game merger in forever. Mm -hmm. And... You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, all, all I can say is time, time will tell. I think my initial disdain for Microsoft doesn't come from the Xbox era. It comes from Microsoft overall and their business practices in the past. Mm. Mm. It has nothing to do with the video game industry once they entered it. It's more so just... You remember when they had to be? Did they get split up in the nineties? No, I don't. I don't remember. I remember they could. I remember they could they do um Dell, right? Didn't they buy Dell or something? Or I mean, I remember um, you know the DC whole uh, thing where they were trying to prevent Netscape, you know, people from changing. Oh like, yeah, like yeah, things they, like that. So yeah, they, is, bought, they bought Netscape and became the main internet engine for like the nineties and like two thousand. So like it, it's it's shitty things they used to do in the past like that, which makes me like. Mm, so, Microsoft I mean, as a company, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see where this goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you gonna ask actually, me you know what, it? Jordan? You take the you take the floor. You take the floor. All right. This is this is this is a big deal for you. Oh, thank you. Hmm. Um, I'm not too far off Sean's sentiment to be honest. At least you like looking at it from that perspective. Of mm -hmm. you know, Microsoft is a multi trillion is a trillion dollar company. Um, potentially mm -hmm. by the end of our lifetimes, being a multi trillion dollar company. And you have to be wary when it comes to stuff like that, when it comes to these types of consolidated deals. But looking at the full ontology of that, of where this deal started, um, its intent, and, you know, like, purely looking at it from the video game space, Microsoft was working out of third place. And time and time again, we've seen how diversified video game space is and how difficult it is to succeed in said video game space. And there is a clear methodology that Microsoft is using. Every deal that PlayStation had made with a third party, Microsoft, in a way, has bought. And they're two mm -hmm. for two now. First, it was Bethesda, to which Tokyo... Um, what was that game? T T Tokyo Ghostwire and Deathloop were both PlayStation-exclusive games. 
Um, and it was reports that Starfield was going to be a PlayStation 5 exclusive game. Microsoft mm-hmm. bought Bethesda. Move over to Activision. Even right now, there is an open beta available to PlayStation customers versus Xbox customers. And I believe that the beta, last week's beta was exclusive for PlayStation. I think this week is, is for everyone. Right. So, like, there is a quote unquote, at least like from their eyes, a degradation of their product based on the market and how certain actions of market participants led to the maneuver of users into one platform versus other. There's an ebb and flow here. Even Sean played Xbox 360. That mm-hmm. was a time when Xbox 360 was like the shooter console. Yeah. The games, quote unquote, played better on said console. And looking at this type of consolidation, it makes wait, wait, me real wonder... quick. Just to, just to jump in mm-hmm. real quick, and like that's actually why PlayStation focused on Activision for their deals was because Activision was so partnered up with Xbox. So right. essentially, Xbox is now doing the thing that PlayStation was doing back, you know. Yeah, that that generation. So we're we're in like this weird ebb and flow space, but this is more like rigid of an Mm -hmm. ebb away from PlayStation, at least in terms of the shooter space. And looking back at what Jim Ryan was saying to the regulators, saying that Xbox was trying to make PlayStation Nintendo, I look at it and I go, well, at first we laughed, but then I said, all right, so I can get... Battlefield 2142 on Game Pass VEA Play. I can potentially now get Call of Duty there. Halo Infinite is already available there. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that? Riot Games and all their crazy twitchy bullshit is available <laughs> through, through Game Pass. <laughs> Valorant. Yeah. So like there's there's like this, okay, well maybe Xbox is as not intentionally, but due to this type of like There's a lot of aspects on why this is happening. One is it to feed the beast being Game Pass, and the other is to say, hey, you know, to Sean's point, Xbox has been on those three applications, Forza, Gears, and Halo, for God knows when. And we know how hard it is to break in with, like, a really good new IP, even Mm -hmm. going back in PlayStation stable of games, Ghost of Shima, Horizon for the Forbidden West, um, Uncharted. Uh, Last of Us, Spider-Man, you know, Ratchet like, playing. like Microsoft's like, we can't wait for, pro- for Project Gotham to come. Is that not Project Gotham? Years, um, yeah. uh, pro- uh, the, the initiatives, Project Dark to come. Oh, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can't wait for Fable to come out. Phil Spencer's like, it's not like Phil Spencer asked for a blank check. He had to prove yeah. that that purchase was going to go to something, and. I still think Xbox needs to do a better job at bringing quality first-party games. Starfield, as great as it is, as great as I love it, it's not the same caliber as Spider-Man. It's not the same caliber as God of War. They still need to work their way up to it. But this is this deal, no lie, has tremendous ramifications. And, you know, this is kind of one of the fucked-up goals of Phil Spencer. As nice as he is, he's like, my best-selling game is on your console. Like yeah, like the the best selling mm-hmm. title on PlayStation, like that. I think that's what I think that, that's what Satya Nadella heard. Like you're telling yeah. me, like it's, it's kind of like if Microsoft had a product on an iPhone, yeah, that was fucking mm-hmm. hot. Yeah, because Microsoft's a software company, y'all. Like that's where their mindset's at. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Like, I, I think it's a it's an interesting place where we are right now because, you know, corporate consolidation is generally never <laughs> a good thing. But I think in a vacuum, I would mm -hmm. think I, I would be less happy for this deal to go through. But specifically for Activision, specifically for all the mm. all the terrible workplace like toxicity, like the sexual harassment and stuff that's going that has been going in that studio and probably still is. We just don't really hear about it or it's not news anymore. I think getting new leadership is the best way to potentially be a solution to all that stuff. And. I think, you know, if Bill Spencer really cares about his bajillion employees at this point, you know, yeah, he like, will well do at over least... 40,000. <laughs> it's like he, he will take some kind of strides to, like, fix that stuff, because as we know, Bobby Kotick is going to be he's going to be CEO for Activision up until January. I think he leaves in January. And right. this period now is just to, I guess, help them. Help Legal Microsoft. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, all that, yeah. So I mean, like, and I, transition how? <laughs> well, like, yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's it's in the like to to that point. To add on to that point, DJ, mm -hmm. the positives of this deal is not necessarily hyperbole. Now there is performance, mm -hmm. like there is performance, unless like if Microsoft was to regress, and this is in terms of workers, in terms of workers' rights, you have one of the main unions in the country associated with video game development signing on to this deal straight yeah. saying it should like because of microsoft's neutral stance proactive neutral stance and allowing workers to unionize that's a positive you yeah, know like beyond, sure. beyond sure. um bobby kodak being excused mm -hmm. <laughs> like almost immediately that that like the day of immediately they're like okay he's gone and and yeah. sorry and he, you know, he probably knew but he's like yeah he, he's gone yeah. And then on top of that, I believe some of the other senior executives are also supposed to be leaving as well. So there is potential for a lot of change to, you know, go from top down in the Activision studios. So that could all be a great thing. Oh, um, people who get promoted, get drunk with power and the cycle starts again. That's, that's true. That's, that's true. Every, that's every place. And yeah. That, but yeah, that, 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 that is a risk. Like, that's a risk. Yeah. yeah. And then I think on the game side of it, I like you know, I, we've been I've been showing the the um, highlight reel, the highlight reel of all these games. Like, I, I they got show Crash Bandicoot. I was like, holy shit, all that game. <laughs> <laughs> they show Crash Bandicoot. They show Spyro. Like Bobby Kotick had a whole thing about Guitar Hero possibly coming back, but with the power yeah. of AI. I read into that. It's he doesn't really know what he's talking about. <laughs> so it's, it's his like, last, this is his last week on a job. He's saying whatever <laughs> yeah. the fuck comes to his mind. He's literally just putting words together. It's like, <laughs> okay, dude. But yeah, like them showing Spyro, them showing Crash Bandicoot, I think is really, and then Escape Tony, or Tony, Tony Hawk. Hawk. Yeah, Tony Hawk, yeah, okay. Yeah, like I think that is really, really good to see. And like if they keep that same energy, yeah. then I'll feel even better about this purchase. But it is a, it is that thing of like Wait, oh and also uh, World of Warcraft as well. I also I feel like you know if we see this and then two years time Summer Game Fest there's not even a discussion, not even like a tease to like Crash. Yeah, two years like, time. Two years, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
because next year, um, I mean, you you, you don't they're, they're, they're a need to have time to build stuff to actually be before they can show stuff. So and, and to, to and to Sean's point earlier, you don't want Microsoft to turn this into a rare situation where we don't see Crash Bandicoot. Oh, uh-huh. God. Sorry, not Crash Bandicoot, uh, Banjo-Kazooie ever, you know, like actually yeah. utilize those properties, you know, and you yeah, know, it's, yeah, it's, for it's, sure. it's an exciting, it's, a, it's an interesting time, you know, yeah. and, and in terms of like the immediate ramifications of this deal, we probably experience it. I mean, if, I think game, like you see, you see some game pass shit, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, for sure, for sure. Like it was a cool six to like eight months after Bethesda to which you're like, oh, okay, now we see Deathloop and you know, mm-hmm. now we hear Starfield is exclusive to Xbox, and you know we know that Infinity Infinity Ward was come out with their open world, um, uh, World of Warcraft type game. Infinity Ward wants to do one, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, like okay. mm-hmm. yeah. they want to do something with Wizards open world, so instead of you know something with Captain Price. Yeah, <laughs> Captain Price is now a wizard. <laughs> yeah, with that mustache well, though. Like one one, one last point. I, I just hope mm-hmm. that they inject the same battle path, me- the same battle pass methods they've had with Halo Infinite oh, Halo. into um, Call of Duty. Halo Infinite's battle pass, in terms of you having access to all previous seasons, yeah. no matter when or where, that is cool. Just have all of them do that. I would love for them to do that. I just don't have any faith. I- I think the the other thing that we don't really talk about with this deal is the whole king side of it, and I think that is that is the the bread and butter money maker for this deal in terms of getting all that all that sixty nine billion dollars back essentially. And I think if that works really well for Microsoft and they're able to really capitalize on that, then we can possibly see a change in the monetization scheme of Call of Duty. But like Call of Duty also makes so much money, so it's like. For them to have that kind of uh, season a la carte kind of thing, I think that could potentially lose them money in terms of mm-hmm. when you jump on to Call of Duty, you see that season, you're like, oh, I gotta, I gotta mm-hmm. play these games to get these coins to to complete the season, and then by the time the season's almost done, it's like, oh, I haven't completed the season, so I gotta spend some money to get these coins to finish out all the stuff that I haven't unlocked, and I think that. If they cancel out on that, there could be an issue in terms of like how much revenue they're, they're generating. So I don't know. We'll see. So this yeah, is it. that's the last of ABK deal forever, right? This is it. Well, yeah, it's just minus. It's just like this Xbox news for now. Yeah, <laughs> it's Call of Duty news, Xbox news. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get into which could be another potential big deal in the future if this actually kind of happens, I don't know. We'll see. Hey, you listener. You enjoying this episode? Good. Do us a solid. Please like this video if you're watching. If you're listening, please leave us a review. If you're watching, as I said, like the video. Subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell. We greatly appreciate you doing that. Thank you. I'm watching you. Thanks. All right. Now, back to the show. Uh, number four. Disney's boss is reportedly being urged to consider acquiring a big game publisher like EA. This comes from VGC by way of Tom Ivan. So, okay, so according to a new Bloomberg feature examining the current state of Disney, which claims senior executives want Iger to explore the possibility of transforming the company from a gaming license license, licensee to a gaming giant with major first-party capabilities. 
However, Disney's boss said to have been non-committal about the prospects of acquiring a game publisher. Iger, who is now in his second run as, as CEO of Disney, oversaw the acquisition of Pixar, Marvel Entertainment, Lucasfilms, and 21 Century Fox during his first spell in charge. Um, as well as working on various Star Wars titles, including Response uh, Star Wars Jedi series, EA announced later, later, I'm sorry, EA announced last year that it had struck a deal to make several new games based on Marvel properties, including Iron Man and Black Panther. So, this is another thing that happened. Oh, and just to fast forward a little bit, uh, a new site, Puck, claimed EA had 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 held talks with Disney, Apple, Amazon, and Comcast, NBC, Universal over potential sales. So EA is looking to get got. Disney. <laughs> just, showing, just showing this leg out. Just like, yeah, hey, it's right. <laughs> gone. You like, you like yourself some Madden? <laughs> you like yourself some so, Yeah, so this is a, another, you know, potentially big buyout, you know, Will it be the size of Microsoft and Activision? No. No, because Disney really just, as the article says, is a games licensee. They're not, they don't really produce games themselves. Yeah. So for them to buy a publisher is on a different scale. But still big, though. Um, EA. Jordan, you had you had actually some you had some thoughts on this in our mm -hmm. Discord chat. What, what's your what's your opinion on this? Well, you know, EA already has a somewhat a relationship with Disney via the Star Wars series, and that partnership soured in the middle, which is why yeah, Disney exactly. reached out to um, fucking Machine Games uh, for the uh, Indiana Jones game. They reached out to Massive and Ubisoft for the uh, Star Wars Outlaws, and the only thing that... Crystal Dynamics of, for Marvel Avengers. Yeah, so... Did, for Spider-Man. Like, so looking, looking at the Star Wars oh, partnership, Star Wars. was like yeah, the right. multifaceted many um, mm -hmm. uh, aspects of it, many different types of games over the course of this concentration. The last one, it wasn't handled well. Um, yeah. But I'm like, you know, if they want to use, like, convert EA into, like, this in-house publisher for Disney... To make their games multi-plat, I don't know if EA is the best steward of it based on the performance of their partnership so far. You know, like they don't have as many problems as Ubisoft. Uh, they're not as meticulous as Machine Games, but at the same time, it's like, you know, this doesn't seem like the smartest of moves. Yeah. It seems like they're just panicking because, you know, fucking Marvel is not doing great right now. Even though I love yeah. Marvel, I just know that. Like the quality of work is we're not getting in game part two type vibes here, y'all. Like maybe some Spider Man, uh, uh, No Way Home, but that pop, like that, that shit was fucking zeitgeist back then. Like it ain't new. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sean, what's your thoughts on this? No. Um, <laughs> I don't like all these damn acquisitions. That's yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything I needs to stay separate but equal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Calm down. I, I, I'm along <laughs> the same lines as you two. I, I think this acquisition makes less sense, especially looking at it from the perspective of Disney buying EA <clears throat> when 
their Star Wars deal what went so so bad. And I mean, except I think, for Jedi Survivor, like the yeah the yeah, that's only one game out of like you know the four or five they made. I think yeah, and they had they had that deal for years. Mm. So it's it feels weird to me, and I think. I think the issue with Disney and their games is that they need better vetting of these studios with one, the idea and the studio they actually, um, you know, look at because Marvel Avengers, when they first showed that game, a lot of people was just like, this is not it. Like (laughs) what, what what's happening? Like just make this single player game. We want to play with Kamala do that. But then they tacked on the whole uh, like online thing. These Kirkland Avengers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then we have Guardians of the Galaxy, which did well, but under the stewardship of Square, who just needs money to like, breathe, it just didn't make enough money. And it's just like You tell me this isn't Final Fantasy? Huh? Right. What the fuck? <laughs> no performance. This ain't making enough money as Final Fantasy 7 is. What, you, what is this? Why are you making games? What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I, I, need it, people, I need people expiring in cafes for our games. I need people like <laughs> malnourished. I'll, yeah, I'll so it, it's like, <laughs> man, you don't need to buy anyone, Disney. You have enough money. You just need to get better people to, to manage this stuff. Like, that's where the issue is. So, I don't know. But I, I think the, the other side is, is that EA is looking to get bought. Like, that's a big like between is Disney, Apple, Amazon, Comcast. I feel like out of that list, Apple actually might be the the best choice because Amazon already tried with their Luna and that didn't go too well. Apple already has a history of publishing games. They have somewhat of an understanding with that whole process. And I think with them buying EA that could that could be an interesting combination. So I, I, I would say Amazon because Amazon's pushed to sports in general in EA's like mm, you that's know. a good point. Yeah. I didn't even think about the whole sports side, which is a big side of EA. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um number five. This is a quickie. Uh, this actually happened <laughs> minutes after we started stopped recording last episode. Uh, Unity CEO is out, but that still may not be enough for a developer. So this comes from Ash Parish. Though some developers were calling for John... What's his last name? Riccatello? Riccatello. Yeah. To step down. Now that he has, it might not be enough to improve developer sentiment towards the company. So essentially, the, the worry here is that even though John has stepped down, they're going to put a new CEO in. Unity still needs that money. So they're still going to have to figure out a way of making more money from their developers, from the people who are using the engine in whatever form. So there, there still is the worry of them not necessarily doing this type of monetization, but they might do a different monetization that still might rub people the wrong way. Um, him leaving wasn't going to make a difference because I doubt that this was a singular idea and decision created by him. Um, mm-hmm. He probably had the final say on whether or not it was going to go through, but uh, yeah. there was the pressure. People- 
yeah, the people who came up with these, I'm not going to call it predatory, but, uh, you know, these monetization uh, practices, ideas. No, no pre- predatory is a good term. This is. It is. <laughs> Especially the quality's not improving. Yeah. Um, but, unfortunately, this is going to sound anti-capitalist, but, I mean, that's the side effect of capitalism. Um, every company hey, I, I is think, looking I think you meant to say anti-consumer. Anti-consumer. No capitalism. Um, every company is looking for year over year of growth, mm-hmm. no matter growth if wrong. Uh, yeah, um, I'm gonna. There's a certain company I'm not gonna name, but um, they sell they sell paint. <laughs> Toys R Us. Oh, never mind. <laughs> sure. And um, <laughs> I asked somebody who worked there, and they're like, "Well, I mean, what happens after they sell everybody paint?" They have to convince you to paint over your old paint that's supposed to be high quality <laughs> stuff that's supposed to last, you know, for however long time. They the growth that companies want nowadays is unsustainable. You can't have you know 25, 30, 50% year over year growth. What happens when everybody has your product? Well, like like it, it that that is anti-consumer. Like when you're selling a fraud a Flawed mm-hmm. product out of the goal of having. I mean, it's it's not it. flawed. You're selling a good product, but it fades. So I have to buy it again. It. <laughs> well, the the idea is that you sell the product, but then you have to market people to another part of yeah. a product to be yeah. better than the product that was supposed to be a good product. So or, it is that vicious cycle. Or you start introducing things like microtransactions and. DLC and with this company double dipping into the pot, even though you already sold a license. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Jordan, you got anything? No, no, no. Unity. Yeah. I feel sorry for the developers, and um, I totally see this thing harming the the, the boom that we got uh, in this year. I'm lucky this is not an Unreal Engine type issue. Um, I mean, they may move to that, unfortunately. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a slow decline in the people who use Unity, and they're going to move to uh, proprietary engines or Unreal, and maybe Unreal will try some similar shit in the future, because yeah. where are you going to go? <laughs> so, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't know, it just sucks. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't spread and harm video game development, and not let 2023 be like this amazing year for the next six years. Yeah. And and just to point back to a previous conversation we had, uh, Unreal is not necessarily in the best place right now with, mm-hmm. um, you know, it being under Epic Games and Tim Sweeney spending all bunch of kinds of different money and basically let go a lot of people because he didn't have the money to pay them after spending all that money on crazy stuff like the metaverse and such. Yeah. So it's just... It's it's L's all around, but you know I think in this case, uh, Unreal might just be in a bit of a better place than Unity right now. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, number six, Shinji Mikami teases return to work after non compete clause seemingly ends. This also comes from VGC by way of Tom Ivan. So this is just a little like oh, that's cool. So yes, he he basically says that. Now that I've broken the spell of non-competition on myself, I guess I should get to work. 
that's pretty much the the whole thing to this. Like it's it's cool if you don't know Shinji Shinji Mikami made Evil Within for mm-hmm. Tango Gameworks under Zenimax slash Bethesda. Um, Tango Gameworks also made Hi-Fi Rush earlier this year. That was a kind of like a like a change up to their their style of games because usually they do horror stuff. Yeah. So um yeah, it's cool. It'd be interesting to see what he does. I think this is. This kind of works in a weird way. Like he's starting to think of ideas for games while um, the platinum guy is also leaving. Uh, what's what's his name? Shin- no, mm-hmm. I forget his name. But yeah, <laughs> I think these two working together could be a really interesting uh, combination. But we'll see what happens. Um, number seven. This is just a little quick one for me. And we, we kind of talked about it, but it's just confirmation. Tekken 8 release date was delayed to avoid Street Fighter 6. This comes from PlayStation Lifestyles by way mm-hmm. of Rebecca Smith. So essentially, uh, there was an interview with Katsu, Katsuhiro uh, Hadara, who don't know, he's the guy that made Tekken. Um, and he basically said that, like, yeah, we looked at the slate of fighting games and we decided to delay Tekken 8 and it's just like he didn't he doesn't necessarily name the game that he was referring to in terms of we're going to delay because this game but it's Street Fighter 6 it's like Street Fighter 6 or Mortal Kombat but it's Street Fighter 6 no no it was it was um Road Hitter 6 and (laughs) um Portal um Fun Bat right (laughs) one those are the games that we did not know about that Deserve all the respect, of course. Yeah, this this was it was this was going to be a barren year for it still is a barren year for fighters, but if that yeah. was in, come on. I mean, yeah. they can't come out yearly, so I mean, I get it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I think as a as a person with fighting games at the the root of their heart, I totally appreciate this being mm-hmm. a response that comes out of him, and like this is because. When you look at it, the fighting game community is a small pool of people, mm-hmm. and they're all playing all these fighting games. So and they're passionate. It's a very small but fucking passionate. Exactly. Yeah. Because like you really, in, in order to be good at any of these games, you have to pour a lot of hours into these games. So for them to have to go from uh, Street Fighter to Mortal Kombat to Tekken in one year. All it does is just burn out a lot of people who just want to play these games, enjoy these games. And to delay Tekken to next year, when I think the only other fighting game that we know of that's coming out next year is the Riots Project, Project L, I think. Mm-hmm. So that that's, that's, that's perfect. That's perfect, because I think a lot of people are looking at that, but that's a 2D fighter. So yeah. that paired with a 3D fighter like Tekken, I think, is great. Like we can have a banger, another banger year of, of fighting games come next year. So yeah, number eight. We just round out this episode with just a little negative. Uh, new report making disturbing allegations against the Lord of the Rings Golem developer. This comes from IGN. Uh, oh, by way of Wesley Inpool. So, a fresh report on the Lord of the Rings Golem developer Dadalik Entertainment. Dadalik, Dadalik, Dadalik. Anyways, uh, has made a number of disturbing allegations about the company, including reporting and enforcing uncompensated 
overtime, alleging trying to pay staff below minimum wage mm. and a toxic work environment cultivated by an alleged abusive leadership. We don't need this. We don't, especially seeing how The Lord of the Rings Golem is one of the biggest video game flops in 2023. IGN's review, which returned a 4 out of 10, said it was filled with dull stealth, bad platforming, and pointless story, and does little to justify why anyone should take the time to play it. How are you going to overwork your staff for 4 out of 10? Like, yeah. uh, I mean, unless is... the staff did that on purpose. as a <laughs> Right? <laughs> oh, I oh, can't go home and see my family? Mm. Golem I mean, can't I, jump. How I, about that? <laughs> I don't even see where they saw Golem and was like, yeah, I got the perfect game to me. Like, who wanted this? Yeah. So when it was announced, everybody was like... Yeah, it, it's just a bad idea that someone high up with money said yes we're gonna do this and everyone had to follow I mean, because you know like no, no matter no matter what the product the quality of product it is abuse should not be a, an aspect of it which is what happened here I oh mean, yeah. absolutely yeah yeah and, me, me saying that was just a joke but like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely like they it, it, no, no, it, it it just seems like this is like a very small inexperience. Not to excuse them, but like this, it, it feels like this is the type of place where um, these abuses would occur. I mean, like we've seen abuses on the Activision, like like super high level, but these yeah. smaller studios, you can have weird cultures in them as well. Mm -hmm. And like it's a tight neck, clickish shop, to which mm -hmm. is even harder to speak up about. The abuse is going on, or you're bullied and shit like that. It's like, well, who are you gonna talk? Who are you gonna turn to? You know, like yeah. it's, it's only like five people you work with. You know, there's really no consolidated HR. Yeah, yeah, you know? there's no HR. It's like, yeah, it's insult to industry. It's it's insult to injury. Um, of what happened to them. Yeah, and then on top of that, there is the whole thing of like excusing abuse for passion it's like oh no we want this game to be good like we want we want to make sure all the bugs are, are hammered so that's why you're here at gas three o'clock just on a friday a yeah yeah exactly and it's just like you're not doing your part yeah and and none of that is good none of that feels good from the worker side and it's just right. all terrible so yeah um the they like entertainment shut down internal development arm and canceled the follow-up lord of the rings game codename it's magic terrible codename this resulted in laying off a total of 25 staff um there was a 40-minute video from german publication game two titled why golem had failed and in that video or in that in that video they had spoken to 32 people who worked on the game so there's a quote where there was an atmosphere of fear. Uh, one anonymous source said, IGN has contacted both Datalek and Nancon non non for comment. Although it's worth noting, denial statements were issued to Game 2 and shown in the video. So, yeah, it, it just it sucks. But we don't suck. Listener, you don't suck. You're a good person. As far as we know, you could have like a, a, a deception check that's like really high. We just don't know. That's a boulder skate. Pretty joke right there. Anyways, 
that has been for the gaming news. Um, we're going to do a, a quick uh, what we've been playing because Jordan has been playing something new, something room room. Jordan, what have you been playing? Uh, well, I just finished up quite quickly Starfield. Starfield, mm-hmm. I mean, my, my ship goes boom, boom at times. It explodes in a vacuum <laughs> of space in a beautiful, uh, you know, yeah, terrible, terrible explosion. But yeah, I finished mm-hmm. up the main story and I do have, similar to many RPGs, the, you know, do you want to do New Game Plus, point no return portion of it. The ending, unfortunately, was spoiled to me on Twitter eons ago. It wasn't too um, far from, yeah. and like, there are assholes out there that are, in fact, spoiling Spider-Man. Um, I saw yeah. a portion of it, and I am disappointed that there are people out there um, that would do that to others. Um, out of, you know, but it, it's spoiling. People spoil the Harry Potter books. You know, people are just losers trying to find value to their meaningless lives. Um, but I, I finished up Starfield, final score, 8.5 out of 10. Performance issues weren't all over the place. Um, there was no, like, real game-breaking type issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, gameplay was great. You know, like, exploration was still incredibly fun. And I worry that many of the reviewers that just focused on the main part of the game, like, had that be their takeaway, which is what I kind of saw. It's like, all right, I finished the main part, I'm done. But there's yeah. like, there's a lot going on around it, both in terms of side story, exploration, creation, and just overall, just having fun. Um, right. But yeah, so 8.5 out of 10. And um, is it Game of Generation? No. It could be some publications game of the years, because I think it's a couple fives and tens out there. Um, but, you know, I'm glad I played it. And I was, it's it's going to be a game, as Todd Howard said, you're going to play over the course of years. Similar yeah. Skyrim and other fall other Bethesda games, and they'll um, definitely be supporting that for a long time to come. Yes, and there, there should there should be DLC next year. There's, I think DLC is slated for uh, 2020 because like they, they leaked the, the Xbox leak had um, Bethesda information in it. There will be mm-hmm. DLC for it next year. Okay, uh, but um, I am uh, also playing Forza Motorsport and. I will say this is one of the best looking racers I played um, in quite some time. Uh, mm-hmm. But I do think there's a graphical issue when it comes to the daytime. Like it performs well at night and rainy environments. It is cool seeing the climate change over the course of a race. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like it's, it's, it's a simulation racer, but it's still, I mean, you, you can turn off certain settings. Like, um, I don't know if most cars, have um, traction control, a traction control system. Mm-hmm. Um, in some racing, in some race environments, that's turned off for more responsive handling, I believe. And you can do that in the game, like sim racers, like most simulations you can. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, it's a beautiful game. And there's like this big debate on what an RPG is. Like there's action RPGs because it has, you know, level up elements in them. Yeah. Uh, this is a car PG is what they called it. Because your individual cars will have level ups, but in reality, it's a, it's a fairly redundant system, in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. like, usually you just buy you like you win races, get credits or whatever in game currency, and you buy the parts you want to make your car more faster. This has a separate system to which skills has their own pool of currency that you use oh, to buy parts, and your yeah. car can level up for more parts. 
I like this. Okay, I mean, this is fucking fine. <laughs> like, it's, it's, they, they want you to have a deeper relationship with the car you have for each type of yeah. class right. and cup. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to do a Subaru and a BMW and an Audi, and I will win every race because those are best base cars because they're all wheel drive. <laughs> and that's what matters in these fucking games. All wheel drive almost always wins. Yeah. Um, but I am enjoying it. Only issue is, which I think they plan on patching in, daytime, noon is not, does not look great. It's a weird haze that they chose to put on uh, it, which was not necessary. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. All right. Um, uh, Sean, you, you have a, you have a thing? I've been playing the game that every young boy wants in America. Lee Carvalho's putting challenge. What? <laughs> what? Okay. No, what is I'm, this? I'm joking. I'm joking. No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I looked it up and I was like, what is it? <laughs> nah, it's an old old Simpsons reference. Oh my god, you mm. can run this in you can run this in engine in a web browser. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Oh, that's, that's the game it's, that Marsh by, no, when uh, it, he wanted Bone Storm. Uh, <laughs> it, it was what what's what's Bone Storm? Bone Storm was their version of Mortal Kombat back in the nineties. Their parody of Bo- uh, Mortal Kombat on the Simpsons, Simpsons. Yeah. and I only, I only brought that up because my daughter just started watching The Simpsons for some reason, and that was my favorite show back in the day. And it just warms yeah. my heart to see it. <laughs> well, awesome. you know that um, the putting challenge—you can play it online, and it yeah, they made using, it a real game. They made it a real game. It, it's the using the Unity engine. That is oh ironic. well. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's unfortunate. Like it says, made with unity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let us wrap this podcast in a bow. All right, this has been another episode of Press X Dark Gamers Digest. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoy making it. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell. We greatly appreciate you doing those things for us. So please do that. For us. If you are listening, you can't see me stare into your eyes, then leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast service you are currently tuned in on. And if you want, you can join a conversation at pressxnumber2star.com slash discord. That being said, hope you have a good night. Play some games. Hopefully you get those almost at D20s. Hopefully you get those critical success when you're Rolling those perception perception check. Jeez, you know, words are very difficult. I'm gonna figure that out and I'll be back next week with better words. DJ stupid. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>